Good evening. It's now four days since five Americans were shot down by other Americans on the airstrip at Port Kaituma, Guyana. One of the dead was Representative Leo Ryan of California. Two were NBC newsmen, correspondent Don Harris and cameraman Bob Brown. They had gone to investigate a cult called the People's Temple, headed by a man known as the Reverend Jim Jones, and they were killed by members of that cult. Appalling as that was, it did not prepare us for what was to follow. 400 suicides and killings. One of the most astonishing stories of our time, perhaps of any time. 17 more survivors of the People's Temple mass deaths returned to the United States from Guyana tonight with an armed escort. The group includes the two adopted sons of cult leader Jim Jones and people who are reported to have served as bodyguards for him. The world, the kingdom, toughest violence, and the violence shall take it by force. If we can't live in peace, then let's die in peace. James Warren Jones, better known as the Reverend Jim Jones. To some, he was a powerful spiritual leader, a good man. At various times, he said he was the reincarnation of Christ and Lenin. His 19-year-old son, Stephen, now sees him this way. I, I hate this man for doing what he's done because he has destroyed everything I've lived for. Hey everyone, welcome to Colts, Crimes, and Conspiracies. I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erica. And today we're going to be talking about Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Uh, this is our first actual episode. Um, we're going to be talking about Jim Jones growing up, um, the start of the, the, People's, start of the Temple. People's Temple, and the incident that occurred on November 18th that led to the end of the People's Temple. Yeah. And in honor of this event, we're drinking Kool-Aid tonight. Yeah, we, got yeah, we actually are. <laughs> we got some Kool-Aid sparklers. So, enjoy the episode. And drink up. portion like they used to take in ancient Greece and step over quietly because we are not committing suicide. It's a revolutionary act. Jim Jones was born James Warren Jones on May 13th, 1931. He was born in Crete, Indiana. Um, his parents' names were James Thurman Jones and Lynetta Putman. Um, they were, He was born during the Great Depression, so they had to relocate and moved to the town of Lynn. He was three years old when they moved there, and they moved into a small shack that didn't have any plumbing. So he and his family grew up very poor. Uh, his dad, he has always said, was a racist. Um, there was an incident when Jones was a kid, or a teenager, where he brought a friend of his home who was a black man, and his dad refused to let 
the man stay there, so Jones left and didn't speak to his dad for years after that. Um, he had said that his dad was in the KKK, but there was no ever there was never any evidence, evidence to, to say that. Um, growing up, he studied leaders such as Stalin, Marx, and Hitler, and he developed an intense interest in religion. Um, looking into him a little bit, there's a lot of... Uh, there's some people that grew up with him that have made comments over the years on how he was. Um, they said as a kid, he was very obsessed with the religion and very obsessed with death, and it freaked out a lot of people that he grew up with because... Um, he would, like, hold funerals for, like, dead animals that he would find. I did that um, once. <laughs> uh, one person, um, I guess there's an incident where he had held a funeral for a dead cat. And the guy who's friends with him at the time said that he had killed the cat. Now, I don't like doing this whole, like, hearsay thing because I feel like with a lot of this stuff... After something big happens... Everybody sees the signs all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah. It's like everything comes forward I that you didn't... saw the sign. Oh, God. Don't act like you don't love that song. I mean, perfect example. Um, I'm not going to go over it in detail, but there was somebody that I had known um, that I'd met through the internet a few years back, and uh, we had talked quite a bit, and I got to know him and his wife, and they were very happy, happily married, um... They were like the poster child of a fucking couple on the internet. Or so it seemed. And uh, he ended up stabbing her to death. They're actually going through trial right now. And um, he says that he was on medication. He doesn't remember doing it. But after this happened, so many people came forward. It's like, oh, the signs were always there. And they were always arguing. But when it first happened, it was, oh, they were the perfect couple. They never argued. Nothing was ever wrong. And so I feel like... I feel like it's a psychological thing where you start to see, like, okay, well, this is a and shitty person. And everything they so. ever said. And it could be something, too, where that guy was just like, oh, well, you know, looking back, he probably killed that cat. Yeah. And the story changed over time. Yeah. So you don't know for sure if that's what happened. So I don't really like getting into the whole speculation of things, although I love conspiracies. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, so growing up poor... Um, Jim Jones really sympathized with poor families, and this is at a time where the United States was still very legally segregated. Um, Everything was divided, you know, black churches, white churches, black bathrooms, white bathrooms, restaurants, everything. So um, Jones really sympathized with the country's repressed black population because he he always felt like an outcast growing up. So he, I guess felt related in a way to them um he felt more connected with the black community than he did with his own community yeah um so he moved with his mother after his parents separated and they moved to richmond indiana um he graduated in 1948 with early honors and he married his wife marceline baldwin the following year they didn't make it yeah they stayed married she stayed with him through all that craziness? Yes. Yeah. Fucking dumb bitch. They eventually, um, he had, I believe, I didn't do Did she much. drink the cyanide? Oh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> I don't know if she was one that drank the cyanide or 
Still, I'm still doing the spoilers, guys. Yeah. Um, again, probably something I should have looked into. I believe they had one biological kid together, and then he had, they had adopted two Asian children and a black child. After Jones moved with his mother, he began attending communist meetings, and uh, they started getting harassed by the FBI and other parties because this is during the 40s and the 50s where, you know, they had the witch hunts, communist parties, Cold War. Everything, Everybody is a spy, yeah. So um, he decided to use church as a way to spread Marxism. Um, He started as a student pastor, but he left the church because they wouldn't allow integrating with the black community. That was something that was always very That's ridiculous. Yeah. So he ended up putting together a religious convention, which he used. Mostly was that she was poisoned. Okay. So uh, he put together this religious convention, and he used it to launch uh, the People's Temple Christian Church Full Gospel. Um, That's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, I believe, if I remember right um, from looking into this, he used this convention as a way to get people to donate and um, donate money so that he could start this church. So uh, he started the church, and he started giving all these services at the church, and it grew into a really popular thing because he one thing that he had always focused on was the integrating. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1960, Mayor Charles Boswell appointed Jones as the director of the Human Rights Commission. He had nine children. He had nine children? Okay, so... Dylan was off with his numbers, but yeah. I can't blame him because my mom lost count after three. Yeah, he had nine children. Um, I'm I'm looking just like browsing because that's something that I didn't even think about looking at myself. So, yeah. um, I know that from like documentaries and stuff that I watched, them they mainly discussed four of his children. Yeah, I know that they uh, uh, most of his children were stayed alive because they were um with the Jonestown basketball team, and they were in Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown at a yeah. basketball thing. Um, but Boswell appointed Jones, uh, as the human rights, the director of the human rights commission. I'm stealing another one of your Kool-Aids. Okay. Drink I, up. I feel like them. we got to drink, drink them all. <laughs> um, he asked Jones to keep a low profile, but Jones was all about spreading his message. So he completely ignored this and went on, um, TV, radio, and really tried to spread the word. Um, he helped integrate churches, restaurants, and etc. He helped comfort communities. He set up stings. He wrote to American Nazi leaders. Um, he helped with, like, black... All around, he was a really good guy. That's, that's yeah. the thing that's really interesting with Jim Jones is you hate to look back and say, like, oh, he did all this great stuff. But he because sincerely did do a lot of great stuff for he his did. community. And I think it's something that probably Went and to Dil- his head. Dylan Dylan will know more about this because he's been doing the research on this particular topic. But it seems to me that he got a little cocky when people thought he was super cool. See, that's that's the thing with Jim Jones that really like resonates is that if if that fa- I don't want to say it fascinates me because I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but I mean it is. It's a dark curiosity, and that's why we look into these true crime stuff and cults and everything because. You want to understand how someone's mind works in how certain it gets ways. to that point. But it's, I mean, it's a good thing, obviously, but it's also kind of sucks because we'll never know 
what caused him to get to that point. Exactly. So you don't know. I think it's the ego, though. I think us as humans, like, naturally, you have people that have, like, and somebody actually just recently, uh, I'm not going to say names, but I'll tell you later, but they were kind of explaining it to me how, like, you have people that get... They have natural gifts about them, whether it's spoken word or it's a certain energy that they give off or something that lures people to them. And um, they they just give you this like sense of like they make you feel included in something and you're you're comforted by them. Exactly. And they they give off this energy that's and that's the thing is that when you listen to any of the speeches Jim Jones did, they were up. They were uplifting. Yeah, and he, I mean that last one was scary because towards the end. But I feel like he comforted these people even into death. Which oh is yeah, very absolutely. Scary that. But I what kind of how she that. she was explaining it is that like you have these people that have these like fantastic gifts, and at some point their ego just gets the best of them, mm-hmm. and they get almost like a god complex, and mm-hmm. they they realize they see the followers that they have and it's no longer about the message and the the things that they're doing it becomes a focus of what how it's going to benefit them well, or exactly. how it makes and them look to and I others mean, look at all world's religions at yeah. some point they do corrupt well i think it does play i think it does play a huge part in it too with his ego because so what jones did was he targeted a lot of did um, he like elvis is that a fact uh maybe he looked like he dressed a lot like fucking Elvis. Like, um, can we look that up? Did he was he an Elvis fan? So, uh, but what what Jones did was he targeted black communities, like we had said, um, because, and this is something that you see a lot with cults in general is they target people who are at low points. Yeah, they or, target minorities. They target mm-hmm. um, they target like ill low people, income. low well, income people. Yeah, exactly because. They're prom- what do they, they were- have left to lose? They were promised, well, yeah, that, and they were promised a better life. And when you're at a low point like that, you're going to jump at any opportunity Especially that you get. Especially with the way Jim life. Jones talks. presented himself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, one thing that he did was he targeted a lot of people in nursing homes, elderly. And what he did was say, you know, stop giving your money to these nursing homes. Give your money to the church, and we'll give you a place to live. We'll take care of you. So they did. They would give their life savings and all their money to like, the People's Temple, and he, in return, they would be taken care of by the People's Temple. And it was presented like, um, almost like a family. We'll be your family. Exactly. We'll care for each other like family. So it's that's another thing that's another group of people that is it's extremely tempting is people that family wasn't around or didn't care for them or mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. people that were left on the streets and, and, and left by themselves, you know. Everybody wants a family regardless of how you were raised or brought up or where you were brought up. Yeah. So it's a sad thing, but looking into it, you can see it's why so these people are It's so manipulative. Targeted. It is. And that's why it, it's hard to say if this is something to where his ego grew or if this is something to where he, was he had the plan the, the entire beginning. time. Exactly. I, I honestly think that with all the good he did do, I think that it was something that took a turn. I, I do believe that. Um, not that I am defending Jim Jones. He's a scumbag for the things that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, he, it's like it's such a slap in the face to everything he worked so hard on. Because you literally work so hard 
to save these people from what they were going through in life, to save them from being judged and treated badly and segregated. And then you're just going to build this whole thing up to kill yeah. all of them. Well, let's just say there was like, there's literally like no rhyme or reason for why it happened. He was afraid of I losing mean, it. Yeah. That's all but... it was. There, there were people that could not leave that were afraid. I mean, even and the, the second that got out, it would scare them. Even the survivors of it have said, like, they will not refer to this as a suicide. They say it was a mass murder. He did this. And they they will say straight out, too, because Jones to the very end well, said... Well, they fed the children the, the poison. Like, right, but they, Jones to the very end said that, you know, this is a movement. It's going to make a statement, us, us killing ourselves. And the survivors have said, you know, this was for nothing. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't a revolutionary thing. It just was murder. Was, and, and that's the thing, I think, that differentiates Jonestown heavily from Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Is that Heaven's Gate, they chose to kill themselves because they thought they were going to end up in a better place. Yeah, and it was very, like, they were very ritualistic about it. Whereas yeah. with Jonestown, it was extremely sloppy. Yeah. And I mean, like, so Didn't if they you... have people with guns there too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're jumping way ahead. This is what, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I get I get excited. Yeah, we're jumping way ahead. Um but yeah, that but what he would do, yeah, he'd target, you know, the um the poor communities, um low income, the elderly and promise them a better life should they give to the church. Another fun fact that I I love this fact. I didn't know this until like a Recently. year ago. Um Jones was a monkey salesman. Door-to-door. A door-to-door monkey salesman, and that's where he, you know, got in contact with some of the people. Do you think that he sold many monkeys? Do you know that was a huge thing, though? Like, during, like, um... Like, as pets? Or yes, like but food? it was, like, it's... Ex- no, it's it's pets and it's exotics, and it wasn't just, like, monkeys, but, like, monkeys in the early... Monkeys terrify me. Monkeys scare the shit out of me, too. Remember me and Dylan at the yeah. gorilla exhibit the other day at the zoo? We just, like, looked at each other, and I was like, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't do it. I, like I don't the like chimpanzees. them at all. They were really cute. Um, <laughs> no, but they uh, th- that was like a really big thing, and um, it wasn't just monkeys. They would uh, it was very common in a lot of homes for people to have big cats. Um, they would have like tigers or lions and stuff like Damn, that. But, like that I grew was up like in a common thing. <laughs> um, and I think it was earlier than this, so I'm. I'm assuming it's when it started dwindling out, so, like, monkeys were probably your best bet, not having, like, a full-size fucking lion roaming in your living room. But I definitely yeah. would want a pet lion. Another thing that uh, Jones did to kind of get people's attention to the church is um, the church would receive threats and attacks, and others, again, this is more speculation, just like the cat thing from the beginning, but um, people said later on that they believed that Jones was behind the attacks, like, he would stage these attacks so that it looked like he was this big hero for stopping yeah. them and offering this safe place for people where they're not going to be a victim to these attacks. Um, he also had people that would go on, like, um, I guess, like, missionary trips. Yep. Or not really missionary, but they would go travel on buses and, like, spread the word to other people in different yeah. areas. Um, kind of like the, um, isn't it the Jehovah's Witnesses that send... Um... They have, like, they send you out on, like, a missionary thing, but you have to ride around on bikes. Now, what exactly was the People's Temple's beliefs? Did you go- not Google no, that? No, so the People's Temple was, if you get down to it, they were apostol- apostolistic, but 
he preached a lot of um, a lot of uh, atheism. Yeah, well, that's that's later on uh, what I had down on here. Um, but as far as like uh, the the church itself, you had all these people that were working and they were traveling to spread the word and stuff. And I think this is where you really start to see this like sense of manipulation kick yeah. in because as far as like working for the church and working for this community that they were building and going and spreading the word, um, people would only sleep for like a day or, or an hour or two a night. And, uh, one person in one of the documentaries that I had watched said that she went, she once went like six days without sleeping and, you know, sleep deprivation along with like, I don't know, all this like brainwashing. brainwashing yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's... it really, it'll start fucking with your head, especially, um, she had said that she's angry she didn't see it later on which i'm sure that's anybody that was involved with the people's temple but um like they were told basically not to communicate with each other not to talk with each other so she's like that's where you start to get this sense of isolation um well they do that a lot with scientology too mm -hmm. like scientology if you like look into that that's some fucking like crazy shit that is like they the way that they're structured but i love to level up (laughs) yeah they uh they their structure and just like a lot of their the way that they go about things is very Jonestown esque and it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched um, some documentaries. I on feel that like one. Scientology is is the People's Temple. If the People's Temple was a was successful, no, it was a corporate building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. they're like they're like the Apple, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Apple of of, cult. of People's Temple. I don't know. Now there's that that other one with the uh, the sex trafficking cult. Nexium. There's. They sound cool, though. Nexium. Sounds like a cell phone company. Nexium, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, is a heartburn medication. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could, yeah. Use, I could use some heartburn medication these days. Um, so, in 1962, Jones and his family traveled to South America um, because it was listed as being one of the safest places during a nuclear war. And this is something that Jones would spread a lot, too, is um, this promise of a nuclear war, the end's gonna come, and... They want to make Very sure that Helter everyone's skelter. Yeah, everyone's going to be safe. Well, Helter Skelter was a was race a race war. war yeah. yeah, but um, so they rented a three bedroom house and they explored the community in South America. And he started spreading his word down in South. Was America. it because there was no nuclear anything? Like, was there not nuclear? Well, it was during the Cold War, so there was always that nuclear fear going on. Yeah, but like, why? What made South Africa safer? South America. South America. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, probably just because it's very isolated. It's all jungle, so it's really not a target for. So do you think it was just like a, like a thing where like they were like we're just assuming this is a safer? I think it was in like a magazine. Like they did like a top ten places that are safest during. Yeah. Um. In case you needed to know, we <laughs> travel during nuclear so, war. So uh, Jones and af- all the planes will be shut down. Jones, um, he started feeling guilty for leaving the temple behind, and he had heard from others that the church was going through trouble without him. So he decided to go back in 1963. Um, He told the temple that the world would suffer a nuclear apocalypse on July 15th, 1967. Very specific. It happened. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. It didn't. So the temple moved to Northern California. Uh, They started setting up communes in, like, the redwood forests. Um, They wanted to get the young people involved. By the early 70s, and this is uh, what you were talking about, Erica, 
uh, Jones started rejecting the Christian Bible. He wrote a booklet called The Letter Killeth, which criticized the Bible. Um, and this is where you would start to see Jones preach. Um, I, I believe one of his speeches, he says, like, if you want me to be your father, I'll be your father. If you want me to be your God, I'll be your God. Like, it's the ego. really started getting very self-righteous, yeah. Um, he began preaching that he was a reincarnation of Gandhi, Father Divine, Jesus, Gautama, Buddha, and Vladimir Lenin. So is he oh, saying that is... all of them are, like, in yeah. reincarnations of each other? I don't know. Or he just, like, got reincarnated. He's got, like, multiple Of everybody. Disorders. So he, uh, he denounced the Bible. He started saying that he was agnostic, agnostic and an atheist. And um, I think this Aren't is... Aren't they different, though? Isn't it yeah. agnostic and atheism? Agnostic is where you... You uh, believe in something, like a higher no, power But there's sort. no proof. Agnostic is yeah. where you don't have proof. Atheist is where you denounce everything completely. Yeah, you're like, fuck, fuck God, he doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't feel that way, guys. Don't get offended. I think that's essential, because an awful lot of these little Christian people around, too, you know, they vote wrong all the time and all of this stuff, but fundamentally they've, they, they, they've got some good ideas about principles and if we could just reach them and I think you're doing it right I think that's the only way to reach them is from from, from positions where they where they can hear it instead of demanding that they listen to us on the street well thank you for the feedback because I must say I felt somewhat hypocritical for the last years as I became uh, an atheist I have become uh, you, you feel uh, tainted uh, by being in the church situation but of course everyone knows where I'm at my bishop knows that I'm an atheist he, he knows that I, I, I recognize only love when I say I'll say God is love well you heard my preaching you right. know where I'm at uh, I don't keep it any secret so when it comes to fundamentalist I'm not much influenced but it's amazing how many liberal churchmen and even the, you would think orthodox churchmen now for instance the head of the ecumenical council I don't know whether you know him Dr. Lynn Hodges it's over all the Jewish Catholic and Protestant churches in this entire Bay region have you ever met him? No, I haven't, sir. That man is American Baptist, an official in the American Baptist Church. He comes here, he knows how I feel, and he, when he heard of this article, he got in there, he went into the Chronicle. Very he said, now, if you, if you bother Jones, I'll have all, I'll have so many preachers in here that it'll, it'll bet you to good. death. Now, uh, th 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 there are a lot of closet atheists in the church. I mean, he must obviously be, because he's heard me say the most outrageous things. And he still supports me. After that, the temple moved to San Francisco, and Jones started gaining traction with political leaders. And it's really interesting to look into. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail with it, but you have a pastor of a church, and he's meeting with, like, high-up political leaders and, like, just casually private meetings and all that. It's not something that you see now ever no especially when it's a like it's not even like a like if he was like a like the pope mm -hmm. or like a high ranking in like the catholic religion i could understand it because those are still people that are highly like looked they were they're looked up to mm -hmm. they're influencers but when you have somebody who at this point is starting to go into this agnostic atheistic spiral i find it very just to me, it's very, it's where you're opening up a lot of doors to a lot of the conspiracies behind Jonestown is because now you have all of these political leaders that have interest in him. So, and it's like, okay, well, where, why the interest in him? Do you, are you interested in him? Because 
obviously he's got quite the fucking following, and mm-hmm. he's very good with and at spoken this point, word. Did he? He already moved to South America for some point. Yeah. That, so well, I know that for a fact from watching documentaries, the American government so political leaders were looking into the fact that he took a bunch of american citizens well that was after they they had gone down um i don't i think at this point it was, Shiesty, it was just though. him that like went down first though right? yeah it was him his and family. his family yeah um i think at this point there were um 500 members that were down in south america that started the construction of jonestown and um you think they would have made it like a nicer town it was just kind of shit they would kind of well it you gotta understand they're in the middle of the jungle like they don't have a ton of resources you know how'd they use the bathrooms um, holes <laughs> so, i'm sorry dylan it's just these are the questions i need answered okay well you look them up later i don't have the answers to where they use the bathroom at where do campers go you shit in the woods sarah um what no they get their campers pumped but uh the people how at the people uh do you know bring campers for real the people down in Jonestown were sending videos back home showing, like, oh, this place is beautiful. This is going to be amazing. I can't wait to... So yeah, they were really, making it very utopian. They were hyping it up. They yeah. were the hype men. They were the hype Jones men. Men. Jonestown, Jonestown was the original hype men. Yeah. So um, this at this point, um, in doing research and all the movies I watched, at this point in San Francisco is when Jones really started being exposed and really started taking advantage of the power that he had. Um, he would. I uh, want to know what was what was that mental breaking point for him I don't that know. really just like sent him over the edge to like this full on fucking. Like, I know he started using drugs at one point, and I'm sure that that probably played. I have a theory. Into it. Is it an actual theory, or are you just gonna? Okay, um, but he cut uh, off before you can even. <laughs> You're done. Um, he would start really preaching some weird stuff um he would say that everyone on earth is a homosexual except for him he's the only straight man in the world and um did he get bitches he had his wife but he had his wife but he would rape um people and and like sexually assault people in the church um and they were like were they like? Well, I mean, they looked at him as like a, a god. A god. I mean, it's similar to the fucking what's his name, um, Warren Jeffs and uh, the uh, FLDS. The um, there was a huge compound, and uh, there were like a sect of um, Mormonism, and he's. Is that I, with the multiple wives thing? He, he had like forty wives, and half of them were thirteen. Well, to my understanding. Um, I'm sure that there were willing participants. Oh, I'm in sure it, there was. But, too, but... Um, people that have come forth were, you know, exposed and like he would tell me to meet him in the back of this bus, and then he came back and would like just like basically rape them. Um, but he also he put together they would do um, beatings in the church. Where if you did something bad, you'd get called up front and you'd like have your people, repentance. You'd essentially have people beat the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> like the Crips and the Blood. You gotta religion. get jumped. You gotta get jumped into the church. No, like uh, there's one one interview I watched. The guy said that he he had a he had seen stuff like some guy got knocked out cold and they would pour water on him so that he'd wake up so they. Could start Continue beating on him again. Beating him again. Yeah. Wow. So it got really bad. There. Were... That's what like that's the thing that like blows my mind about 
like I like to think of myself as like a really I'm very like mentally strong mm-hmm. like I and I, I like to think of myself as like I, I just I don't understand how people get wrapped up in this shit like that is a, if your pastor's whooping your ass that's a huge fucking red flag what was it well like, it wasn't okay, him well, well let's think him. back to this or allowing though. it could you imagine walking into church on Sunday and you're like well, th- the congregation's just fucking think about laying even, hate on Brother Steve for no think, fucking reason. Think not even that long ago. You know, your teachers could hit you in class. Your nuns can hit you. Yeah, but they weren't knocking church. you out. Yeah, like, but what I'm saying, though, is that waterboarding people you. for religious reasons look past a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. Parents were not disturbed that their kids were being beat at school for a long time. Like, why? Because you're at, at at one point in time you were told that you respect your teacher. There's no questions asked. That is that, or you respect the your religion. You respect your church. No questions asked. You know, like kids used to go to school and get beat with fucking rulers, mm-hmm. and parents looked the other way for it. Why? Because they believed in the cause. Yeah, I'm just. I guess even nowadays, though, like you look at this shit, and there's still cults popping up left and right. I read yeah. about new cults all the time. Nexium's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Look at the the teal swan girl. I don't she's know. She's t- t- look that up. She has people convinced she's an alien. Jesus. She's from like another dimension. She's like some weird shit. Maybe she is. And. I mean, and she, I mean, literally, she has, like, a compound down in Costa Rica, and people pay thousands of dollars to go down there and spend a weekend with her. And it's like, how, how do you get wrapped up in this shit? Like, how? Like, I just don't understand. I can tell but, you how. Dylan's late night YouTube sessions. That's how. <laughs> I've watched some crazy stuff on YouTube late at night. No, I, I mean, I have too, but I'm just saying, like, you just, like, you just see it, and you're like, how... How do you allow yourself to just but, get that desperate that in life? Back, that, that goes back to the type of people that he... And I think that's any cult, though. Mm-hmm. I think any cult's going to pinpoint that type well, of person. Well, you got to think, the Nexium cult, they're looking for emotionally disturbed women. Mm-hmm. Jonestown was looking for people that had nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, Heaven's Gate were looking for people that needed saving. You know... These cults look for people to fit their profiles. Fit their profile, yeah. People that would be, their minds would be easily molded. I mean, freaking look at the Manson family. He fucking, let's smoke some weed and I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. Like. That was a lot more than weed. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of LSD. Yeah, there was a lot of drugs involved. It was the fucking 60s. But like, that's the whole thing is that these cult leaders are not, they're they're, They're they're intelligent people. And that's the thing is that they know the kind of person and they know what to say to that specific type of person to get the outcome that they need. Yeah, Jones would uh, start speaking out a lot to um, one of the survivors in one of the documentaries I watched was saying how one night Jones approached him and said like, and you know, this is exact quotations, I'm not just saying it to be this right, but he said to the guy like, hey, I'll fuck you in the ass if you want me to. And the guy was like, no, I'm good. And Jones is like, well, if you ever want that, like, just, you know, let, you me, let know. me know. I'm the man. Yeah. And it, it's just. He said that to a dude? Yes. I thought he said that he was the only straight man in the world. But he could be homosexual, too. He could give love to anyone. And that was his thing, too, is he wanted to be. Oh, so he was, like, um, gender fluid. I guess. But he, he was, like, I think it went back to his. 
he wanted to provide anything that anyone wanted. Um, again, so I'll if be they your felt, God. yeah, like if they felt like you know, obviously that was still a taboo thing. So, so if you had this person in your congregation who you thought was you know in the closet, who wouldn't you know? Like here's your pastor coming up to you saying, "Yeah, this is okay." You're gonna feel completely included at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or really they were, creeped um, out. <laughs> Another thing he would do. Those glasses were kind of hot, though. (laughs) Another thing that uh, (laughs) I love you, old man Elvis. Another thing he would do was um, faith healings. Um, Yeah. One that has been said, like talked about a lot, is he had a woman who was like supposedly blind and like couldn't walk or anything, and he healed her. She got up. She started running through the aisles, and you found out later on that it was like one of his secretaries that was perfectly fine, but he staged it to get people to believe that he was his faith healer, and um. That just makes me. Do think you know of down that here, off, off subject, down here though, we still have the um the snake people. It's there's a couple churches uh, up towards my mom that are they're like rickety, run down like tobacco barns, and they do like they'll do healings or they'll have like a tent service and they'll do healings and they bring the snakes out and they like let the snakes bite the shit out of them and stuff. I'm just like, um, the one, South, ladies and gentlemen. Another thing from like looking into this. Uh, <laughs> I had seen that he had done was, uh, I, I don't remember the exact details, but it was something like a guy was, like, sleeping with another girl, and, um, somebody in the church had said, like, oh, well, she should strip down naked and we could see, like, what he sees in her or something, so Jones approved of it, and they made the girl strip down in front of the entire church completely naked. She was, like, blood red, embarrassed, and, like, upset, and Jones was just, like, smiling the whole time and, like, staring at her. Like, it, just to show how fucked up of a guy he is at this point. Um, it, if the not whole the whole thing, point, yeah, the whole if thing. not the whole time, but It's at, really at hard, this like, point. the more information that you learn about him, it's like, because uh, 20 minutes ago I said I think that he started as a decent person, but... The more that Dylan talks about him, the more I'm like, mm. yeah. It's no, been I think it's like one of those cat. things. <laughs> I think he did kill that cat. It's there all along, and it's just it takes some kind of like catalyst to like bring it to the surface. And that's what I'm saying. It would be it, there's always those people that you're like, you know, like you want to know as much as you can, and I just well, it makes you wonder too. Like, what if he had never gone? to be a pastor and he's never been put in this position to where he gained this power what kind of person would he be would he be somebody that's like in jail for rape or murder or anything no because he that's couldn't control his or- his mindset he would have he would have done the same things he did but instead of a religious loophole it would have been some political loophole and it would have been the same thing you can it, it's it's people like that like him manson it, they, you could change, you can alter anything as now, much as you want. It, there will always be that same outcome. With these, Different routes to get there, but. do Are there any survivors that still believe in the People's Temple? I don't think so. I know that, um. That's crazy, because, like, mean, the Heaven's Gate people are still, like. They are, well, man. It's fucking They're in real. it when it, they are in it to win it. I love the Heaven's Gate people. I'm sorry. <laughs> they are so, they are committed. Mm-hmm. Like, those, they knew what happened, and they're, like. The aliens they, didn't I come told this you, time. They were under, they're under surveillance, because there was, like, the comet was coming back around, there's or is coming couple, back around. There's only a couple people that are. And they, they monitor them to make sure they don't off themselves. Yeah, it's, um. At least, at least this time it'd only be two. I, I don't, from what I've seen as from watching interviews and stuff, I mean, you have to think, the People's Temple, it started as this religious thing, but it's not like they had, like, a separate belief. It was 
Christianity, essentially. Yeah, and just very they important. believed in a movement of um, civil rights and like that. There are things that you and I believe in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, civil rights, equality. Um, it's equal it's essentially it was it was an inclusive form of Christianity. So yeah. so it was you were able to be a Christian, but you were and okay if you were slowly, gay. You were okay if you were. And then a, fully so, throughout it, he he changed it. But it, that's the thing is he changed his belief in it but it was more of a movement than a religion it was let's do the civil rights let's live together the religious aspect wasn't important to the people it was the idea of being exactly happy okay family and not judging each other i mean me not being a part of it yeah i'm all for that so i'm sure that them today can say yeah we still believe in that movement but at jones as a leader you're obviously not going to still yeah erica watch out dylan's going to start Jarvis I'm the one. Town. I'm the one you got to worry about. <laughs> but uh, I get a text from Erica weekly that's like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna start a call." <laughs> yeah, me too. I got one like three days ago. Um, Two days? No, it was yesterday, wasn't it? It was yesterday. One thing that uh, had happened during this time in San Francisco. Stop telling people; they're never gonna join me. Um, during this time in San Francisco, Jones had staged a thing where, um, I, I believe uh, he gave everyone that was with him a drink. They drank it, and then he said, you just drank poison, and you're going to die soon. And he later came out and said, okay, this wasn't poison, but this is a test of loyalty to see what you would do in this situation. So you already kind of get this, like... That's that. Some, we're yeah, heading something's, somewhere. Something's off here. Friends, that's the moment you say, fuck you, asshole. I'm Audi. All right, so here's where the turning point comes. Um... There was a reporter named Marshall Kidloff who wrote an article that exposed Jim Jones. Um, They had people from the temple who Jones had assaulted that had come to them, and they wrote this whole huge thing that So there was people that were already falling out of the religion before anything even went down. Yeah. I mean, even before they went to Jonestown, you had um, parents and family members that were outside the church. Yeah, because they were were at... once Once they had made the conscious decision that they were moving to Guyana, they had them start cutting off. Mm-hmm. Um, ties with their family. If yeah. if they weren't part of the church, they had to cut them off. So you had, you know, you had like kids like you, well, like you guys, and like your family members are writing in wanting to know where the fuck you guys are, and they're like, no. But then you have to think too: is you have these people that are in like San Francisco that are attending this church, whose wives and kids are already down in Jonestown building it, so like they want to go down and see them. So, um, so th- this. This report was written, um, and Jones eventually convinces them to tell him what it says uh, over the phone. Uh, They read the article to him. It exposed his uh, sexual emotional abuse to people that had allegations from other temple members. And it basically said that he should be under investigation. Um, So upon hearing this, Jones abruptly says, we're going now. We're going to Guyana. And six hours before the article was to be published, he was on a They plane. popped smoke, yeah. Yeah, they were gone. Um, so this leads I wish to... that he didn't kill himself. So this Like, leads... I think that he should have... He deserved to go through trial and get well, that's the proper thing. punishment. That's the thing. And even his own sons say this, too, is he wouldn't even drink 
The cyanide. The cyanide. He had somebody shoot well, him. Well, that's the thing, Because he was too, too much of a coward to go through but, it, and he yeah. had to die better than everyone else. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, cyanide isn't a quick death. No, it's not. These people suffered. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones didn't. He let all of these people that put trust, faith, love in him suffer. Children. Infants. The sick thing about it is that the a lot of the parents, um, they were like holding their kids down. Yeah. A, a, a or, lot of them were wouldn't... trying to refuse it, and they had people going around doing syringes in these children's mouths mm-hmm. and taking their babies from the parents mm-hmm. when their parents said no. Well, we'll get into all that. Um, Sorry, that makes so, me mad. Well, yeah, he's a piece of shit. So, um, Jones ended up going down and... Uh, I, I believe at this time he had a, a big decline in health. Um, they had been there for a while, and they were, you know, sending letters and videos back home to their family saying, "Oh, we're happy here." We don't. But it, it's really weird if you watch some of the videos that um, people were sending home. Is so like scripted staged and scripted. Staged. Yeah. Like, I I can't wait for you to be down here with us one day. I love it here. I never want to come back. Like very odd, yeah. robotic off. almost. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they had life there. They had this, uh, they had some people living in Georgetown, which was the neighboring town, I guess. Um, the actual city. It wasn't, like, run by the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, Jonestown was something that they established. And it really is, I, I have to say, it's, it's, like, an amazing thing that they were able to take this, like, jungle. Like, even now, it's overgrown. It's a jungle now. You There's no remnants of yeah of where this place used to be mm-hmm. um but we they watched this, youtube videos <laughs> they took this place that there was nothing there and they built a town there were you know houses and a daycare and they had farms and hospital well, kind of a hospital a, yeah like a doctor station um a first aid checkpoint so i'm not gonna go too much into living in jonestown but um i'll hit on some key stuff um People who, like, survivors have said that when Jones was there and present, everything felt dark. When he wasn't there, everything was happy and went well. So, I'd imagine him moving there full-time. Kind of put a damper on shit. Yeah. Um, They would work six days a week from 6 in the morning till 6.30 at night. Um, Once Jones's health declined... Uh, they reduced it to five days a week, but they did pavilion activities afterwards where they would do communist classes or, you know, drills, whatever they decided to do. Um, Jim Jones compared it a lot to North Korea's education system where they would have eight days of work and then eight days of study. Or, not eight eight hours of work and eight hours of study. Um, so these people were drained emotionally, physically. Um, on top of that... There were loudspeakers set up all around to where Jones had recordings of himself and his voice would play throughout Jonestown 24 hours a day. No matter where you were, you ha- always heard his voice no, like everywhere at all hours of the day. If you were in your fucking room sleeping and it's 3 in the morning, his voice is playing on the speaker outside, you're hearing it. That's brainwashing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he received monthly shipments of cyanide. He got it from, um, 
I think he got a license through like a jeweler because I think it's used to clean gold. Yeah, something um, like that. So he got he would get monthly shipments. Um, the doctor at Jonestown asked permission to test it on pigs because they had similar metabolisms to humans. So they were already doing tests. They already kind of had this lined up. Um, one thing that I uh, I learned about yesterday, I didn't know. I, I've looked into Jonestown so many times before, but this is the first time that I had read about this. Um, what they would do from time to time is they had these things called white nights. And what they would do is in the pavilion, they'd have everybody from Jonestown there, and they would take a vote and basically go through these scenarios to where um, people, like they, Jones always pushed this, uh, they, there was no outside contact between Jonestown and people in the United States. So Jones would make up things like, oh, the United States is looking to t- uh, remove their entire black population by the next six months and all their black population is going to be gone in the next six months. And But you're safe here. And, you know, there's no way for them to confirm this. They don't yeah. have internet. It's, you know. So, um. It's the 70s. He would he would put a lot of paranoia on them. He would say, you know, the United States, they want to come and attack us. They, they are afraid of us and they don't like what we're doing here. And they're going to come kill us, essentially. So what they would do is they'd have these white nights where they would all meet and they would take a vote between four options of what they want to do if there was an attack and they would act these things out so the options were fleeing to russia which is something that jones always said if jonestown fails we're going to russia um i'm i'm in communications with russia we're communists we're with them we're going to go there they're going to take care of us um another thing was mass suicide uh there was flee into the jungle and go hide in the jungle and then there was fight the attackers um Two of the times that they did it, mass suicide was chosen, and Jones handed out Kool-Aid. They would line up, and he would hand out Kool-Aid, and he'd have them all drink it. And he would actually tell them, this isn't really a drill. I actually just poisoned you. You're going to be dead in 45 minutes. And when they didn't die 45 minutes later, he'd say, okay, this was a drill. you know." But he wanted to see how people would react. The reaction. Yeah. Um Another thing that uh, Jones would do is he would set up the what he called loyalty tests. And he would make announcements on the speakers and say, somebody that you love or somebody that you know is going to come to you and they're going to tell you that they want to leave. And I want you to report, report them to us. So people would be turning in their kids, their kids would be turning in their parents, um, best friends, husbands, wives. They'd be turning each other in because they'd be like, oh, they want to leave, and it would be to test their loyalty. So, I mean, it's kind of a scary thing because you don't know if it's a drill or not, if they're saying it's always going on. And it's like, what if they're being serious and you're turning them in and they're going to get punished for it? Yeah. Um, People would ask Jones to go home to like visit their families and he would tell them it's blasphemy for them to even ask so he he mentally oh yeah abused all of these people yeah for sure 
It's a power trip. <laughs> so, um, jump ahead a little bit. Uh, Congressman Leo Ryan, uh, family members had contacted him about concerns for their family that had been in Jonestown. Yeah. Um, Leo Ryan, uh, he... He's, I guess he was seen as, like, a, a hero, um, from what I could tell from it. And he really seemed... is very abstract and things that you don't see political people doing today. Like, um, one thing that I read that he did was he spent a week in Folsom Prison just to do it, to see how prisoners how, were being how treated was, and how yeah. things were going. You know, he put himself... Into situations. Into these situations. To see, and, I mean, it's kind of, like admirable i guess like yeah i mean he was trying to you know it's learn what he can and to fix how to problems. fix things yeah he's yeah. putting himself in other people's shoes i mean i haven't i didn't like do deep extensive research into ryan's life so i mean he could be a piece of shit and i'm just yeah. getting it so don't be like oh you know he molested three people no I, I don't know what he did other than this but from things that i've read as pertaining to this you know he, he was the like, right guy for the job yeah. so um the family members had approached him. They had said that they had heard of an armed encampment, and uh, their family—they believed their family members were being held hostage. So Ryan decided to visit Jonestown. Um, he brought crew members from NBC News. Um, his uh, advisor, I guess. Um, I don't know what exactly her title was, but altogether there were nine of them, and they went down to visit Jonestown. And they got a lot of back and forth. Um, at first, Jones wasn't going to let them in, and then he started saying, like, oh, well, we're going to let three of you in, and then we'll let the rest of you in later. And he's very, like, playing back and forth with them with it. So eventually... Trying to figure out how he's dealing his cards. Yeah. yeah. So eventually on uh, November 17th, he let them in. Um, he had to prep his people first. Yeah. Prepare well, them on what to say and what not to say. He let them in, and uh, they, you know, they got the tour of the place, and they were really amazed by it. Just like I had said, like there was so much that went into went this. into it. Yeah. And um, they began talking to people, and there was this whole celebration that went down. There were people dancing and performing and singing. They did a lot of um, songs that they would sing that were like showing their love to the temple. And you can find a ton of video footage from this because they had NBC reporters there. And all I'm picturing is Tropic Thunder when they make fucking what's his name do uh, Simple Jack. <laughs> but um, it, it everybody seems happy and, you know, of it's all the a people, show. They're putting on yeah, a performance. Of all the people that they talk to, um, they're saying, no, we don't want to leave. We love it here. I've told my family, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I don't want to go. So, it, it's a really awkward thing. Like I said, it, if you haven't watched any of this and you're interested in it, look up some of the NBC things. Yeah. Um, there's one point that I always thought was really strange. Uh, Ryan, Leo Ryan, he goes up and he goes to make a comment during the middle of the celebration. And he's like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people here and they've told me that this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to them. And everybody just starts cheering and yelling and clapping. And this goes on for, like, 30 to 40 seconds, which doesn't sound like a long time, but, like, 
it's a yeah. long time. And he's just, like, waiting to talk again. And they just keep, la- like, cheering and clapping. And it's just very staged and awkward and off. Oh. I think that all of you know that I'm here to find out more about uh, questions that have been raised about your operation here. But I can tell you right now that from the few conversations I've had with some of the folks here already this evening, that uh, whatever the comments are, there are some people here who believe that this is the best thing that ever happened to them in their whole life. Yeah, so during this celebration, um, a man who ends up being one of the survivors, he hands a note to Don Harris, which is one of the NBC reporters, and he ends up dropping it while handing it to Don Harris. And uh, one of the little boys at the, at the compound sees it and starts yelling like he's trying to escape, he's trying to pass the note, he's trying to pass the note. And, little shithead. Yeah. And uh, I believe they ended up getting two notes um, asking to leave. So they go back on November 18th, and um, this is the next day. And the reporters are interviewing people, asking if they wanted to leave. And the people are saying, no, I, I don't want to go. So um, eventually a woman named Edith Parks approached the reporters, and she asked, she said that she wanted to leave. And as soon as the word got out that people wanted to, leave, wanted to leave, yeah, it just floodgates opened. A bunch ton of, of people wanted to go, leave. and um, you really got had this divide. There's power in numbers. Yeah, you really had this divide of people that wanted to leave and uh, people still wanting to follow the people's dump. People that were like calling them out, calling them traitors, and yelling that the reporters like bring them back here, and um, Congressman Ryan was kind of just a shirt. Like, ensuring them, like, you have nothing to worry about. We're here to protect you, and um, we're, we're, we'll take you back. You, yeah, you know? well, yeah. Um, he had asked Jones about the survivor. I, I can't remember the guy's name, and I should have written it down. Um, but he had asked Jones about the guy, and the guy... And Jones, he was playing it cool, and he's like, yeah, they can leave if they want to leave. No big deal. Like, sure. But you could tell he was very agitated by it. Um, but one thing that Jones did a lot of, and the, the guy who had first initially passed the note had a son. And Jones re- really made it a point to throw out there, like, oh, well, you know, he wants to leave his son. Like, I, if he wants to leave his son here, whatever. Like, I can't believe... And he's, like, he kind of played it up, too. Like, oh, well, if, you know, this is such a bad, dangerous place, then why is he so fine with leaving his kid here? Like, why is he okay with that? It's obviously not that bad of a place. And, um... So... They ended up... I guess they started, like, grouping people together. And one thing that uh, Congressman Ryan was saying was, you know there really isn't that many people asking to leave. I'm still going to go back and give a good report. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I love what you guys are doing here. And, uh, at that point, a temple member named Don Sly approached Congressman Ryan and pulled a knife on him and went to attack him. And the, uh, a bunch of temple members ended up taking him down. And I, I believe that Jones made a comment like, well, well, this changes things, doesn't it? So, um, I wonder if that never happened, if they would have just let those people leave. 
Because that immediately makes him look bad. Yeah. Well, the thing, too, is um, Jones apparently, before any of this had even happened, was saying to people that he was going to have the congressman killed. Um, there were even well, people... wasn't this part of his, like, some of the uh, drills that he was doing was, like, them having to, like, fight to yeah. protect it? Yeah. Well, that was, uh, I mean, I, I think at one point, too, he had even said, you know, we're going to kill the congressman when he gets here. Like, he had, I, I think that, I think that regardless of how anything went down, Jones always intended to kill, kill the congressman. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Here's my whole thing, though. What governing laws do they have to follow? Are they considered Americans they still? Or Guy- have... do they follow Guyanan law? I feel like um, they probably have rel- religious exemption. No, I, I I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was under U.S. law, and that's why Congressman Ryan had the right to go, go there yeah. and had the right to take people back, and you know, um, that's crazy. Jim Jones would have been in jail for a long time too. Yeah, so he tried. Uh, he attempted to murder a congressman, a, yeah, a, a political figure. At, at this point, uh, you see the mood shift and. Um, Congressman Ryan and the reporters and his advisor and everybody, they, they go to leave. They get everybody, they load up, they go, and they go to the airstrip where they're going to get on the plane and leave. Um, Jones calls a meeting in the pavilion where he says, I believe that the congressman is going to die. Somebody's going to pull a gun out, shoot the pilot, and the congressman's going to get killed. And he specifies, I didn't plan this, but I know that that's what's going to happen. Which is like, you didn't fucking plan yeah, it, but you, you know that this, this is what's going to happen. You know. um, so, Congressman Ryan, the reporters, and everybody, uh, they get to the airstrip and they go to board the plane, and a dump truck pulls up behind them. Um, three men get out of the dump truck, and they walk up to the plane, and they're, they look like they're looking for somebody. Um, they go back, they get in the dump truck, and they pull around to the... I don't remember if it was the side or the front of the plane, but it's something where they were blocking the way. And a bunch of men get out of the dump truck with guns, start open firing. Um, They ended up... And I'm assuming, obviously, this was like a private airstrip. They weren't... Or were they in Georgetown? um, I think it was outside of Georgetown. I don't think it was private, but it was a smaller... Because these these aren't big areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like a, a place where you could land a plane. <laughs> but uh, Congressman Ryan did end up passing. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that he is the only political leader to ever die in a line of fire. I'm pretty sure the woman survived. Yeah, his advisor survived. Um, I watched enough documentaries. <laughs> um, the, MB- the NBC reporters, I don't... No, I don't believe that all of them survived. I, think I was going to say, I don't think all of I them wanna survived. I want to say three people. I think there were nine casualties there at the airstrip. I think that three of them were three of the people that came with, I, I think that you, came with Ryan. I think you might be right. Um, don't quote us on that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that... We could be off. Yeah. By like five or six. <laughs> so, um, so back at the pavilion, um, you start to see Jones get frantic, and this is where... Um, if you're really morbid and have this morbid curiosity, you can go on YouTube and you can hear what's been labeled as the death tape. And it is, is a 45 minute, speech? it's a 45 minute 
recording. This is creepy as hell. It's a 45-minute recording. Um, it starts off, like I had said, with Jones saying, you know, the congressman's going to die. And at this point, there are armed guards surrounding the pavilion. Um, you see people start mixing up cyanide and the Kool-Aid and all that stuff. I think there was, like, Valium mixed in. It wasn't just cyanide and Kool-Aid. Yeah, it wasn't no, even it was... Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid, which I had said the other day, that's shitty, like... My dad's favorite drink in the world is purple Flavor-Aid. Anyway. He calls it purple drink. Um, but uh, he starts off, and to add to his manipulation, he's using the congressman's death, which was on him, as a way to strike fear in these people. Like, he's saying, oh, you think after the congressman dies they're going to let us get away with this? Like, they're going to be coming for us. This is our only option. Yeah, and he's, like, playing it off like they're the ones that did it. Yeah. He's not the one that just fucking mowed down everybody. Exactly. Um, a woman named Christine Miller speaks out uh, during the tapes, and she makes, she makes a comment initially that says, well, what about Russia? And Jones kind of brushes it off, and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm trying to get in contact with them, but they're not going to take us now after everything that we have on us, and, um, you know, the U.S. is going to be looking for us. They're not going to want to take us. And she doesn't let this go. <coughs> um, and she, she keeps speaking out. She keeps saying, you know, this isn't the way to go. Look at all of this that we've worked towards. How are we just going to throw this away? And she eventually gets shut down. Um, somebody makes a comment, like, the only reason you're still alive now is... The only reason you haven't died yet is because of Jones. So, like, let's keep putting our trust in him. And Yeah. Um, Bet you that person's dead now. I, I know that, but I still think, as an individual, I have a right to... You do, and I'm listening. ...what I think, what I feel. And I think we all have a right to our own destiny as individuals. Right. And I think I have right. a right to choose mine, and everybody else has a right to choose theirs. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not criticized. I'm not turning. What's that? Oh, my God. Go ahead. That's what 20 people said today with their lives. I think I still have a right to my own opinion. I, I'm not taking it from you. I'm not taking it from you. Christine, you're only standing here because he was here in the first place. So I don't know what you're talking about, having an individual life. Your life has been extended to the day that you're standing there because of him. Boys back there, she has much right to speak to anybody else, too. What'd you say, Luby? Well, you regret that this very day if you don't die. You'll regret it if you don't you don't die. You'll regret. So you get Jones giving this speech, and he gives. He eventually makes the comment, "I've just gotten word that Congressman Ryan is dead," and um, you start having, you know, people drinking this cyanide, uh, like you had said, you know babies, kids getting it injected into their mouths, um, everything. I would respect die with a degree of dignity. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony. There's nothing to death. It's like Max said, it's just stepping over into another plane. Don't, don't be this way. Stop this hysterics. 
This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. I don't think it's something that I need to go in a lot of detail about. It's pretty self-explanatory, and people who know about this incident, they know the details of it. Even people that don't know, you know, the details of the incident, they know what happened. But the main thing with this was to explore what led to this incident happening. Now, um, what's really sad about this is uh, if you watch news reports from, like, the days following, they were reporting that there was 400 bodies or around 400 bodies. Yeah, when uh, they went in to investigate further, they realized that there was more because there were literally bodies piled on top of bodies. Yeah. Um, the thing that gets sketchy about that, though, is they never had an official, like, count well, of who lived there. Yeah. And with the body count, like, the initial body There's count, like you said, was, like, four. You're talking going from four to like nine hundred and something. It was nine hundred and eighteen people. There's no way they didn't count five hundred fucking bodies. And how many survived? A hundred and sixty something like that. Yeah, um, hundred and sixty-five something like that. About eighty members were away at the time and survived. Um, Three of them were Jones's own sons. Um, He killed his grandkids and everything. Yeah, it was insane. Nine hundred and nine of them were ruled as dying from poisoning. Jones died from a gunshot wound. Gunshot wound. wound. Uh, his head was laid down on a pillow. His wife was uh, poisoned. Yep. Um, they had buckets, like five-gallon buckets of the shit made up, and it was just like, fill a cup up, let's do this. This was the largest event in modern history to result in that many American victims prior to 9-11. Yep. Um, Which, like... I it's not comparable still... events at all. It wasn't no. a ter- Well, I mean, I guess it was kind of It terrorism. is a terrorist, but, like, this was something planned to kill these specific people. That was something that was, like, it's like, you knew there'd be deaths from it, but it wasn't, like, against those people. That was to prove, like, that was to make a point, you know? Mm-hmm. This was to, spe- like, to specifically, specifically out, yeah. I'm killing my people. That's, like, so, like... There was a big debacle with that because, like I said, the body count was constantly changing over, like, a week span, I think it was. Um, The the body counts had changed. The Guyanan, by Guyanan law, they have to conduct autopsies on anything. If that's where you're going. Yes. Yeah, we'll get into conspiracies with it in a second. Um, I do want to wrap up. The only other thing that I really have on this was... um, there's a documentary um we had watched it a while back it used to be on netflix it's you can find it on youtube now it's called um jonestown paradise lost and it's a good documentary there's um there's like survivors and people telling what happened in documentary style but they also have reenactments of everything that had happened um one thing that it goes into are uh the deaths that happened in georgetown um one uh one thing that it has uh there's a man whose daughter, her name was Sharon Amos. Uh, she was at a house in Georgetown at one of their, like, I don't know what you would call it, but one of their houses that they had in Georgetown. Um, she, he had went to visit her at the time, and uh, she kind of brushed him off, like, you need to leave. 
and she had gotten word of what had happened through the radio from Jonestown. She leads her kids upstairs, kills her children, and her and her mother kill themselves or killed each other. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if there were more than just those deaths there or if there were more people there that killed themselves, but those are the only ones that um, it really Were any of the survivors children? I don't think so. No, I'm not sure, honestly. I think I think they were all adults. I mean, it's hard to say because... Um, like, if you could see my face right now, it's just utter pissed offness. It's a shitty thing. It really is. Um, I mean, you see the anger in these people, too. Like, when you watch these documentaries and you see these survivors, even Jones's own sons are like... He was a fucking coward. There, this but was all for all this was all him. this was all for nothing. Um, you know, nothing was achieved from this. Yeah. It was just pointless. Like nobody had to die that day. The thing is, though, is that this is what happened. They were having these get-togethers where they're voting on this shit, and these people are agreeing to do these things for Jones. I think that they it was agreeing to agree it though. With the understanding, like to themselves, that it would never get that far. Well, Sierra brought you know, up a good point. They too. helped mix the, you know, like they were testing the cyanide on pigs. Yeah. They were doing everything. Like you're testing it, you're ordering it, you have it in demand, in supply yeah. to kill that amount of people. When it gets to that point, that is when you need to say, "Holy fuck, is it this bad?" Well, with what? Why with, do we have this? Why do we? How need many people this? followed Hitler? That is so scary. Well, with Joneses, is like yeah, Germany was just a huge cult back then. With Joneses, like um, you know, quote unquote loyalty test that he did in San Francisco, where he told people like, "Oh, you just drank poison." I I think that it was always his intention for it to end that way. It was just a matter of when. When, yeah. Especially like you said, Terry, he's getting poison. Like why? Like it's po- what cults. Do. How are you gonna do? How are you gonna kill that many people? <clears throat> you fucking. They had all of those gunmen to begin with. Just okay, fucking but you have a thousand down. people. Like, there's okay. ways of doing it. The I mean, si- apparently, the cyanide down. was cheaper than the bullets. Either way, though, I'm just it's saying. Like, like, it's so. It was. It's so much more humane to put a bullet in somebody than fucking force feed them cyanide and literally very, watch them fucking like, I think what it was burn from the inside out I think you know it was I mean? Jones from the mouth vomiting I think it was chasing. fucking yeah I personally think it was Jones's last power trip Well like, he's exactly he's not he's not he got to watch these people like he's making these pe- they're he, doing this because he's telling them to Yeah he got it's off not on it on it's the, not the, something, something where he was just like let's pull the yeah let's it's not pull like the trigger him just it's just murdering yeah. everyone it's and I mean, even in like the the death tapes, he makes comments like, you know, if we can't live in peace, let's die in peace. Like, but that the, and that's the thing too is that I think that he wanted to have the power of convincing these people to kill themselves mm-hmm. without the guilt of saying I did it. I killed because them all, yeah. in 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 his own mind, he's justified and he did not do it. Mm-hmm. They led him to this. They led themselves to this. They made the decisions and the choices that led to having to do this. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want to take it to this point. But they, they it, it's yeah. like that that abusive husband that says, why do you make me hate you? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like 
the same exact thing. It is. It's. It's a power trip. It's. But it's still trying not to claim the responsibility of doing what he did. So, uh, not the babies. There are some uh, conspiracies that go with this that I'll let Erica dive into here. Yeah. So the one that like, I'll be. I'll, I'll get. I'll. I'll leave that one. So the the body count one was like a huge one. There. There's just by Guyane and Law. They're supposed to conduct an autopsy on everybody or any anybody that they they come across regardless that died of, of situation. Regardless of situation, if it's deemed unnatural. So if the person dies of something other than a natural cause. So everybody should have had an autopsy. Every one of those bodies should have had an autopsy. So and like the Guyana well the Guyana government was nine hundred and nine. The Guyana government was all for it and the Americans came in and shut it down. They were like absolutely not. We know what happened here. We don't need them. They there was they improperly handled the bodies. Um, like I said, they 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 miscounted. How the fuck do you miscount five hundred bodies? Well, that's the thing too. Is I think it was. A, I think the the initial count came from a flyover. But the thing too, though, is like so. You, they had known initially that 500 people had gone down to set up Jonestown. Yeah. And you know that more people followed after and people were having kids there and stuff. So how do you say the body counts 400 less than what they initially went there in the first place? Where but the, but that's there? what I'm saying is that they probably assumed not everyone died. But, like, where would they have gone then? Inside. There's ton, tons of buildings, tons of houses. It's it just, it was it was sketchy with the, the body count thing. So... Yeah. The other thing that... Plus, would it follow... We already just talked about it. Well, there it was doesn't only, follow the law there. It follows American laws. There were only uh, three bodies that were that autopsies were done by the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, those three were ruled as poisonings. And they didn't do autopsies on any of the other ones, though. But it's not... So, a, an American person owned the land. It wasn't owned by the United States. The United States didn't buy it. So technically, they have to go by Guyane law because it's it's in that country. And it's not like it wasn't like Jonestown was like a province that but, we had owned as well, the I United States. Do you Guyana feel, did, though, um, that there's recordings from the night before, there's recordings of the speech. Jones himself says, you know, he, he mentions the poison. Mm-hmm. They know... He, they talk about what they're about to do. Yeah. They're recording while people are dying. Everything, like, what are they going to find in the autopsies? Well, um, I, I believe that Guyana did do some autopsies. They did. I think it was, like, 16. Yeah. And, um, in those, they said that there were... Needle marks behind, the, in the, in, in the their base backs. of their, in the back or the base of the skull? I, I thought it was back, but it could be base They of the had, skull. they all had injection marks. And, um, they, I guess that they had helped with some of the cleaning, like cleaning up some of the bodies and they had made accounts that even the, some of the bodies that they had not actually, um, not actually like done autopsies on, but had just like moved all had the same marks. I'm wondering So at if that maybe point, it's when, no longer... It's a homicide. It's no longer a mass suicide. It's what homicide. What I wonder is when they um, took the poison, if when they realized how long it was taking people to actually die from it, if they started injecting it to make it... Quicker. quicker. 
Maybe, but I mean, to my understanding, people started dying within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the cocktail of whatever they made. It I, was I believe that quick. there were people that had gunshots too. Yeah, there was people that had been gunshots. shot. Well, that's the thing is that the people that refused it, I'm assuming they probably started. Yeah, I guess they didn't that's want true. survivors, and some people survived because they were under bodies. Yeah. Now the other thing that got like that Could you had imagine them going, just sitting out there for a couple days until someone finds you, like. Do you know they've done that like world like all of the wars and stuff like that? You there are accounts of hundreds of people surviving because they had because under they hid under dead bodies. I don't know if I could do it in like hall in in, in concentration too, camps that, and everything. Especially in this situation, you have to consider these people were literally foaming and vomiting at the mouth, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're hiding. I mean, survival. You, you're going to do what you can. Yeah. Now, the other big thing with, with it was his ties to the Russians. So, with his ties to the Russians and their eventual lead into the whole communist movement was that they believed that there was the whole thing with the MK Ultra. So, there was brainwashing and they believed that Jones was doing... Like, basically, that Jones had ties... With the government, which is would explain why somebody who was a religious leader all of a sudden became very popular with the politicians. Mm-hmm. And he was brainwashing this people as part of the MKUltra experiments. And that once they realized that shit was getting real, they ended the project and that was how they had to get rid of everybody. Which was why they had initially thought that the, um, the needle marks on all of them, it was... They, they hadn't actually drank anything. They had all been killed to cover up tracks. Is there any photos of And the that marks? was why the congressman had been killed is because they thought that the congressman had started getting onto everything. Well, I, I, I just pulled it up. It says, um, so you were right, Sierra. It said that headlines in the New York Post, New York Times, and San Francisco Examiner originally cited reports that the Guyanese army... From the Guyanese army that 408 people had killed themselves and more than 500 others managed to flee into the surrounding jungle. So that, that was correct. Um, the body count quickly rose. It started at 700 and then 780. Um, seven days later, it went to 909. Um, so if they fled into the woods, here's my question. So say the initial body count was four and then they fled into the woods. Do you think they were picked off as they came out? Well, here's... So, according to the New York Times, the first trained medical official on the scene was Guyanese coroner Dr. Leslie Mutu. He and his assistants examined over 100 of the bodies during a 32-hour period and found that the adults had all been injected with cyanide in places that they could not have reached without assistance, such as their shoulder blades, and that many of them had been shot. Um, He reported... Charles Cuff, one of the first U.S. soldiers on the scene, also reported having seen many gunshot victims, as well as others who had been shot with a crossbow, all of whom who appeared to be attempting to flee. So, and, like I said, they were gunning people yeah, down. Mutu also felt no. that the children were incapable of consenting to suicide. Based on his preliminary findings, Mutu speculated that the majority of those who died in Jonestown had been murdered. And then it goes into the laws that you had said um, with Guyanese. Um... Yeah, as far as the MK Ultra thing, um, there was a. Now MK Ultra is what 
that's Jacob's their mind. ladder was kind of touching on that whole idea, right? Kind of. It's the idea of uh, like sleeper soldiers brainwashing people brainwashing, into yeah. normal people into being like sleeper spies, essentially. Um, the, so that basically, Italian it's like they don't realize yes. what they're doing. It's the, that Italian family is awful, awfully quiet. So um, <laughs> what? So what's interesting with this is uh, one of the people who worked for the CIA who was like really high up and I believe it's also he also worked in MK Ultra. Yeah. Um his name was Richard Dwyer. Richard Dwyer. During the death tapes, uh you can hear Jones at one point say, "Take Dwyer down to the East House." And later on he says, "Get Dwyer out of here before something happens to him." Which uh led, led people to believe that perhaps Dwyer, Dwyer was, was part there. of it, and he was not. Obviously, there was no account of him being there, or he should not or have been there. Or it could have been somebody with the same last name. But even if that's the case, you're talking about somebody who's never come forward years later as to why they were evacuated out of Jonestown prior to. Why would he save him over himself if he thinks he's a god? Were any of these people who survived charged with anything? I don't think so because they were they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't kill anybody. I don't know. I feel like if you didn't save anybody you're not doing anything right. I mean, well either. what what can you really do? You're surrounded by armed gunsmen that I've apparently... been dumping out fucking cyanide. I'm yeah, but sorry. you have to th- a lot of the people that survived though were like not even there. Like his yeah, sons and stuff were at basketball games in, in Georgetown. Yeah. I don't know. It's a crazy thing. As far as the MK it just Ultra, hurts my heart for the babies. As far as the conspiracies go with this, um, as far as the MK Ultra, I don't. If we're gonna do a factor bullshit on this, I'm gonna say probably bullshit. I think so. My whole thing with the MK Ultra is I think that he was doing his own in his head what he thought like a concept of his of what MK Ultra was. Yeah. I think he was using brainwashing to an extent, but I think it was for it was like an experiment of his own. You know what I mean? Like it was him his experiment. Now I, I can't say though that this wouldn't have gotten the attention of the CIA <gasps> and those who are doing MK Ultra and maybe they looked into it and studied it more because they're saying, well, he's effectively brainwashing these people. So maybe what are we his can techniques? Use, yeah. yeah. So that I could... <laughs> Pretend you're a religious figure? That I can see more than... Um, <laughs> that I can see more than, uh, you know, this whole thing being a... I mean, Jones started this back in like the 50s. So for them to go on this long with this you know, MK Ultra project. I, I, I think that it's unlikely. Now, as far as um, the whole thing being a murder more than a suicide, I don't even really know. It, it is kind of sketchy. Even if they killed themselves, somebody put that shit in their hand. It's a murder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think... I, I don't think that uh, there's much of a conspiracy there because, I mean, we did know already. I think that, it's a mass murder, yeah. Yeah. Um... Now, the whole autopsy thing, it it is a little sketchy and weird. Um, I think really the biggest thing with that is not knowing how many people chose to drink this as opposed to how many people... Well, and that's the thing is that I think everybody... I'm going to say out of the 918 people, whatever, that died, 
I'm going to say probably over 900 of them were totally innocent. But there were people helping mix the cyanide. There were mm. people handing out cyanide. There were people giving babies and children syringes of cyanide. They're not innocent. They're murderers, along with Jim Jones. Jim Jones' wife, I'm sure, because she stood beside him while this happened. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have anything else to say about Jonestown. Catch us next time with Heaven's Gate. No. <laughs> no. Um, I did the research on that and Dylan shot me down. <laughs> we have Heaven's it. Gate's solid, though. Heaven's they're just Gate like, too. they're fun. We have that in our back pocket. Those crazy bastards are that fun. That is not a mass murder. That is a mass murder. That suicide. is, in fact, a suicide. But those crazy fuckers are cool. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Heaven's Gate later on. But um, the, hail, the Hail-Bop comic is <laughs> coming around, baby. Those sweet guys with the track suits. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you have any suggestions or anything that you would like to hear us cover on the show, you can hit us up on um, Instagram and Facebook. We're currently under our Horror Haven page, but I might make an Instagram page or a Facebook page for this um, if we decide to do it more as like its own separate thing. We have a Facebook group. Yeah, we do have a Facebook group that you guys can come and share <clears throat> some uh, true crime articles. Me, we post some funny shit up can in there. We, whenever we share a picture of a cult leader, can we like fuck up their face, like put like an emoji on their face, so that we're not giving them any credit of like fame or anything like that? <laughs> sure, Sierra. So it's like it's like we're we're posting about it, but we're not supporting them. Sure. Thanks. Drinking the Kool Aid. We'll put the Kool Aid guy on every cult leader's face. Make sure we get, yeah. And then we'll say follow cult crimes and conspiracy. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good meme. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful night. <laughs>